0: With us today is Mario Konomo, a banker from uh, London, uh, Switzerland, New York, and uh, one smart guy, and he gives us a update of what the heck is going on in Europe, but what happens in Europe will affect the United States of America. Mario, good morning. How are you on this Sunday morning?
1: Good morning. I'm very well. Thank you for having me on the program today. I thought I would start with uh, one interesting piece uh, that's uh, one interesting piece of news that's come out of Europe, and specifically that the New York Times is actually taking the European Commission to court. Uh, They want to see uh, certain text messages which were exchanged between the European Commission president and the chief executive of Pfizer with respect to the uh, purchase of uh, many billion uh, euros worth of vaccine for covid uh, the European Commission president has thus far not released these text messages. Um, she's claimed that many of them, in fact, have been lost. But the New York Times is pursuing the story, and they're now actually going to go to court to try to get a European court to compel the European Commission to release this information. Uh, a lot of people are a little confused by this story because they believe that if there's nothing to be afraid of, then why aren't these text messages being released? Why can't they be released? There was some uh, talk about whether this was her private phone or not, but the reality is the phone, whether it was private or not, was used uh, while she was in the position of European Commission President.
0: Mario, you're absolutely right. When you're a public servant, personal or, or public, it's all public.
1: That's correct. So it's going to be interesting to see how the European courts uh, handle this. Another piece of news that came out of Europe, and specifically on Friday, was they had what's called the Munich Security Conference. And many countries there were present, NATO, European countries. Uh, There were delegations sent from China and from uh, many other countries. The one country that was notably absent was Russia, and uh, they also did not invite Iran this time. The discussion focused uh, pretty much around continued support for the Ukraine um, and the belief that more weapon systems Mm -hmm. need to be sent in order to allow the Ukrainians to succeed in their counteroffensive, which is anticipated to begin in the spring, uh, when the Russians, it is anticipated, will be launching their own very large offensive into the Ukraine. I thought that on the back of the Munich Security Conference, it perhaps makes some sense uh, where almost a year into this uh, war and i thought it might make some sense for us to actually engage in what i call a sober assessment of where these uh... uh, countries russia and the european union stand at least from an economic perspective uh... and i think it's important to point out we had heard everybody say that russia once it invaded and the sanctions were imposed on it and it was banned from the swift system not allowing for payments everybody believed there was going to be at least a double-digit contraction to the Russian economy. In fact, the IMF has just told us that in 2022, the contraction in Russia was 2.2%, which, frankly, is essentially, if you consider everything that was thrown against Russia economically, is a very small number. Uh, it is anticipated that in uh, uh, the, the Russian GDP in 2023 will be up, in fact, 0.3%, and they're calling for uh, 2.1% in 2024. Uh, That compares to the European uh, Union, where we saw in uh, 2022 growth of 3.5%. In 2023, we have a projected 0.8% increase and in 2024, one6 Now, I know 2024 is too far away, and even 2023, this year, anything can happen. But if we also look at the inflation numbers, in December, inflation in the European Union stood at 10.4%, and in Russia, it stood at 11.9%. So if you look at these figures with respect to contraction and growth, anticipated growth, and inflation, you can see that Russia, in fact, is not suffering the financial loss that everybody said it was going to suffer. The Europeans, in fact, if you consider all things being equal, that they uh, have access to the SWIFT system or part of the global system, continue to enjoy free trade, have not essentially outperformed the Russian economy. So clearly the Europeans are doing something wrong, and the Russians are doing something right.
0: I always felt we're not getting the right story uh, anywhere, And uh, uh, I'm sure there's atrocities on both sides and uh, a lot of problems on both sides. Uh, Where do you think the end comes from Ukraine?
1: Well, I think it's what we've been saying all along, that it needs to end today. But the reality is it's only going to end when people stop cutting the checks. If the NATO countries, the Europeans, and the Americans decide they're no longer going to cut checks, then the war ends. If they keep cutting checks and they keep sending equipment, the war will drag on. Once again, I'm going to repeat, the idea that President Putin is ill with cancer or Parkinson's or all these other sicknesses that we hear he has is probably just not true. The man is well. We see him on camera. We see him on videos. We see him speaking to other world leaders. He's fine. Uh, the idea that the Russians are running out of supplies and out of stock of ammunitions is not true. In fact, quite the contrary. We now know that NATO member countries have actually collectively said they need to increase munitions production because they want to make sure that NATO itself is not in a situation where it runs out because of all the weapon systems and ammunition it's supplying to the Ukraine. Uh, The idea that the Russians are running out of men is just false. Uh, We know that they're preparing roughly 200,000 men for the spring offensive. I don't think the Ukrainians have 200,000 men that they can train and prepare for any type of counteroffensive. So the Russians will continue. I think that as long as the U.S. continues to support the Ukrainians, this war will go on.
0: Mario Konobo, thank you for the update, and we'll catch up with you during the week or next Sunday. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Enjoy your day.